Hey, sports fans, this is Straight from the Basement with Tamiami. I'm a sports fan who always said, if I never played a sport professionally, then I want to talk about it. I'm born and raised in New York City, played organized basketball for several well-known teams in the mid-70s and the early 80s, such as the legendary Hong Kong Rucker Tournament, Melbank, Stone Gym, and Riverside Church. LaGuardia House and my all-time favorite, Each One Teach One. Having sports in my life at an early age always kept me out of trouble. If I wasn't playing basketball, I was either playing football or baseball. Hey, sports fans, this is Straight from the Basement with Tommy Ami, where my opinions, views, and facts will cover the hottest, the latest, and the past sports events. Welcome once again. I want to continue to thank everyone who has liked and subscribed to my podcast. And if this is the first time you're viewing it, please do the same. Now, as always, before I even get into today's topic, I got two hot topics to talk about. I'm talking about Bronny James. Bronny James, cardiac arrest last week. Man, that shook me like it shook most of us. I was in a meeting. In a meeting at work when a colleague of mine showed me his phone and I saw the headlines. And I says, my God, oh my God, I was just shook. I mean, for the remainder of that meeting, I just couldn't stay focused. I mean, half the day, probably most of the day was just on Bronny James, like if I knew the young man. And I know the doctors, they did what they had to do. He's out of ICU. He's home, and thank God for that. My prayers go out to Bronny and the James family. Listen, man, listen, I know this firsthand. Um, trust me, I know this firsthand, you know. Um, two stints later, <laughs> I'm living my best life. God is great. And, man, when you talk about cardiac arrest and having heart attacks, and again, we don't know the full story about Bronny, and I'm quite sure it's going to come out soon. But for right now, I just want to say my prayers, continue to pray for this young man. We don't know what his future is going to hold as far as his um, sports and basketball. We just don't know if it's going to be put on hold. We just don't know about a lot of things. But we know this, the young man is still living. So I want to move on to my second hottest topic. We talking about the Los Angeles Angels, and Shohei Atani. Yes, it's back in my hot topics. It's going to remain in the hot topics for a minute. Listen, Angels, the other day, this pulled Atani's off the trade market ahead of the deadline to commit to a playoff push. Now, the deadline is Tuesday, August 1st. I believe, I believe, they did the right thing. They did the right thing because the Angels, listen, like I said in, in a couple of shows before this one, I said that the Angels was making moves. They were on that wild card push. They were making moves, and I truly believe that the owner believes that, hey, we keep Atani. We get Mike Trot back. We get the few that was hurt. We start making a move. We can listen. We can we can do some damage in the wild card, in the playoffs. I truly believe they made the right moves. But listen, for every, every professional team, 
out here, no matter what the sport is, as an owner, you got to give that team that chance to win it all, to make it into the playoffs to win it all. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, owners, you guys ain't just giving up all this money. General managers ain't making moves just to not make the playoffs. I mean, it's all about making the playoffs, and it's all about winning it all. And that's in professional sports, period. Listen, Otani, Otani gives the Angels that chance of them pulling them out of the market, not trading him, not doing nothing, and just see what happens for the remainder of the season. I believe, in my opinion, it was the right move. So let's get started with today's topic. Today's topic is Latinos love for baseball. I'm going to say that again because I love the way it rolls off my tongue. Latinos love for baseball. It's like saying Puerto Rican love for the Harlem, New York. Spanish Harlem, New York back in the 1970s it is. Listen, I know it firsthand. Because that community back then was just beautiful. Spanish Harlem was beautiful back in the 70s. I know because I grew up in Spanish Harlem. You know what I'm saying? I remember Puerto Ricans playing baseball. And that's basically what they did. They ruled in baseball. As African Americans like myself, we played baseball. Excuse me. We played basketball. And we played football. That's what we did. Okay? That was what was done back in the days, and 50 years later, that is what's happening still to this day in 2023. Listen, now, the Hispanic, Latino community is not all about just the Puerto Ricans. Listen, we're talking about Latinos in Major League Baseball. The way it is right now is, man, <laughs> You can't, you, listen, listen, listen. You can't watch a baseball game, a major league baseball game, and not see a Latino coming up to bat or pitching or at one of those positions, okay? That's every game. That's every game. Now, Latinos right now in major league baseball, Currently, it's 25 countries that's in Major League Baseball. Think about that. You got 25 countries outside of the United States that got Latino players playing in Major League Baseball. Listen, here's the numbers. We're talking about United States alone. We're talking about 1,057 players on a 26-man roster. Also, opening day, this opening day in 2023, you had 269 players born internationally playing in the major leagues. Listen, 28.5% is the total number of players on opening day. I mean, you're talking about a lot of Latinos playing in Major League Baseball right now, currently in 2023. I mean, listen, it's, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, I got so much words for that. 
so much beautiful words for that, but the most represented overseas country is the Dominican Republic with 171 players on a 26-man roster. Y'all do the math. Do the math. We talking about an influx of Latinos. It's just in Major League Baseball. It's just bananas. I mean, it's a beautiful banana. You know what I'm saying? I ain't talking about it's crazy, it's bad for the sport. Oh, hell no. That's not what I'm talking about. Latinos' love for baseball is just beautiful. Listen, I mean, it's not a game that you watch, a major league game I'm talking about, that you will not see a Latino playing. Listen, every game there's a Latino playing. Now, this influx of Latinos into the major leagues started back in 1993. That's when they basically took over as the second dominant race over the African-Americans. Now, the most notable, the great one, may he continue to rest in peace. We're talking about Roberto Clemente. He's the man. He's the man that opened up the doors, especially when he made it into the Hall of Fame in 1973 and got that plaque. Listen, listen, that man, you already know his numbers and we already know if he survived that plane crash. And if it wasn't a plane crash, you already know the numbers this man would have had in Cooperstown. But he's the one that opened up the doors for all Latinos, not just in Puerto Rico. I'm talking about all Latinos. He's the one that opened up the door back in 1973, 20 years later, in 1993. That door's been open, wide open, and I don't see it ever closing. I just don't see it ever closing. Now, here are several of my Latino superstars that I want to just mention their names and put them on my map in this podcast. Listen, they're the ones, and and, 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 and there's, there's several, but there's more. But these ones that I'm talking about, these are the ones who really kept baseball as American pastime. And I want to start off with number one. We're talking about, of course, Roberto Clemente. You already know what this man has done and what he continues to do for baseball. Listen, I mean, he got his own state park. Name after him here in New York City. Okay, Roberto Clemente State Park, right? Number two on my list. Yeah, that Pedro Martinez. Man, them Boston and Yankees duels. Yeah, Pedro was something else. I mean, he was something else. One of the best pitchers ever to play the game. I got to put him probably in that top ten you know what I'm saying? Not a problem. He's definitely in the top 10, okay? Then I want to move on to Fernando Venezuela. Yeah, this dude was no joke, yo. No joke. Fernando Venezuela was no joke. Next on my list is Big Manny Ramirez, Boston Yankee killer, powerhouse hitter. Listen, you already know what Manny used to do. Me as a Yankee fan, when he came up against my Yankees, every time he came up the bat, I was like, man, don't give it to him. 
because he's always only looking for one thing, one thing only, to send it over the wall. Next on my list, they call him A-Rod. You already know who he is, Alex Rodriguez. This man, what he has done for baseball and what he continues to do for baseball in this sport, sports casting show, right? I mean, I mean, A-Rod, man, you know, probably the best top three third baseman ever to play the game, okay? Remember, he started as a shortstop, but he gave Jeter that, you know what I'm saying, when he came over to New York. I mean, you know, Yankee fans, y'all know what I'm talking about. A-Rod, man, listen, you know what I'm saying? I was so happy when he got his ring here with New York. I didn't think it was going to happen. I was praying it was going to happen because all the money we spent on this man. But A-Rod, listen, man, he was a bad man. Moving on on my list, we talk about Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera. Listen, this dude, yeah, you talking about a clutch. You talking about you needed a hit. Okay, the defense and all that. Miguel, come on. Yeah, I mean, you, he was no joke. No joke. Then we talking about Fat Albert. Yes, Albert Pujols, one of the best big men. First baseman is what I want to say in the game. Listen, you, you when he stood, especially when you needed a hit, <laughs> seventh, eighth, and the ninth inning. And then when he started DHing, come on, all right, you, you already know. Come on, he's a Hall of Famer. Okay, come on, you already know. I can, and you know some of these guys I can't really talk because I got to. You know, it's like doing a. I, I probably have to do a whole show and a whole list next on my list. We're talking about David Ortiz, Big Poppy, Big Poppy, Boston, Yankee killer. Listen, for me, this is my opinion. I believe he is the best postseason hitter in Major League Baseball history. Just my opinion <laughs> because it ain't been a postseason that he ain't come through. It's Big Poppy. Come on, Big Poppy. Moving on, we're talking about Orlando. Orlando Cepeda. Orlando Cepeda. Yes, this brother. Yes, this brother. You're talking about a clutch hitter here, okay? You're talking about a clutch hitter. You're talking about when you needed a hit. In the seventh and the eighth, if you was down one or two, he's getting on base. He was getting on base. Then I want to move on because you already know. Mario Rivera, <laughs> we're talking about the best closer, the best closer in baseball history, period. <laughs> no need to say no more. No need to say no more. Moving on, we're talking about that goddamn, excuse my French, Yankee killer still to this day, Jose Atuve. Atuve, boy. Man, listen, I, 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 I just shakes when he comes up, and it's the bottom of the seventh or the eighth, and he's playing against my Yankees, and it is postseason. You already know what he's getting ready to do. Then we're talking about many, many Mensudo, many Menso, many Menso, many Menso was a clutch hitter. Listen, many when you needed a hit. It didn't matter what inning, if men's were already on base, Minnie was bringing them home. He was going to bring them home. 
Moving on to Adrian Beltry. Adrian Beltry, another clutch hitter, another superstar clutch hitter. But I want to move on to Vladimir, Vladimir Guerrero. You know what I'm saying? No joking. You see already what his son is doing in Toronto. Listen, those Guerreros, yo, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they doing the damn thing. Then, listen, you, 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 you got to, I mean, you love him or you hate him, you respect him or you don't respect him. I'm talking about Sammy Sosa. Listen, Mr. Entertainment himself. You already know what he did for the game back then. Before, you know, you you know what I want to say. Before the, you know, listen, Sammy Sosa. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep the show nice and clean, y'all. Sammy Sosa, Mr. Entertainment, listen, was no joke, period. Then I move on to Rafael Palomero. Listen, Rafael, another superstar. When you needed to come home. And he was at bat, and you was at the second base. His man was at second. You already know what Rafael was going to do. I want to move on, though, to Carlos Beltran. Carlos Beltran. Yes, Carlos. Carlos, another clutch, strong hitter. Looking for the war. I mean, he, he, he take what you give him. But you know what he was famous for. Over the, over the fence. Over the fence. No joke. No ballpark was holding him down. I mean, Carlos was, man, he was doing the damn thing. Then I want to move on to Omar Vesquel. Omar Vesquel. Listen. Yeah, my man. Listen, Omar. <laughs> Listen. He had bases loaded. He came up. You already know. And points is going up on them boards. But I want to move on to my man, I call him my man because I like him. I mean, I really like this dude. He's with the Padres. We're talking about Manny. Manny, you know what I'm talking about. Manny Machado, Padres. Listen, Manny is, man, listen, I just love his personality, everything he brings to the game. He gets the big bucks, and and, 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 and listen, he's, and you're getting all your money's worth when Manny's on playing and he's playing healthy. Okay, but I want to move on to Robinson Cano. Here's a Yankee that I never wanted to be traded, but I understood. You know what I'm saying? Robinson Cano, listen, he was doing the damn thing for the Yankees, right? Moved to Seattle, got that big contract through Jay-Z. Listen, you know, Robinson was a superstar, still a superstar. You know what I'm saying? And last on my list, we're talking about Carlos Delgado. Carlos Delgado, Delgado was, man, listen, he was that dude, man. He was that dude. Listen, I mean, I just named 22 players, 22 Latino superstars, and there's many more. But I had to name these 22. You know what I'm saying? I had to name these 22. Now, I believe Major League Baseball, this is just my opinion, this is my opinion, still be considered America's pastime as long as the heavy influx of Latino players, talented Latino players coming from country 
those 25 countries are still, if they're still coming, listen, baseball will still be considered America's pastime because the Latinos is holding it down. I mean, Latinos is holding baseball down. There's no doubt about that. I don't think you get anyone to, 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 to dispute that. Anyone. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I stated earlier. You know what I'm saying? The African-Americans, you know, we, we, we lost interest back in, in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and no fault. You know what I'm saying? You know, no fault to the Latinos. No fault to Latinos. I mean, I mentioned that on my last previous show. You know what I'm saying? No love, no black love for baseball. Okay, check that out if you haven't checked that out. And, and it would explain what I'm saying here, okay? Latinos, yes, they are the second dominant race in Major League Baseball in 2023, and they've been holding it down with that since 1993. So you already know what we're saying. The love and the passion that Latinos have for this sport, it's not going anywhere. It would never die. It would never die. It's never going anywhere, and Major League Baseball will survive. Because right now, you know, the attendance for a lot of ball fields, for a lot of cities, are very low. You know what I'm saying? But listen, that will change. That will change. Just look at the Baltimore Orioles, for instance. Orioles were not a team that you would even think about looking at. (laughs) Because... No matter who they had on the team, it just wasn't working out. We're talking for some years now. But look at Baltimore now. Look at Baltimore now. And look at the the attendance right now in Baltimore. Listen, it's back. The attendance is back because they're number one in the East. They doing the damn thing, surprising everybody. No, they don't have a superstar. They just doing the damn thing, the old-fashioned way, playing good, very good, great baseball. That's what Baltimore is doing. So listen, the love that Latinos have for baseball, it's not going anywhere. I mean, I mean, if anything, it will just continue to increase. I mean, we're talking 25 countries. We're talking about probably more than that. In the next five years, listen, the love is not going anywhere. So I want to thank you for hanging out with me in my basement virtually. Listen to all my viewers and all my listeners. Please continue to check me out. Check me out on my YouTube. Check me out and subscribe. Come on, check me out and subscribe. Please check me out on my streaming platforms, Spotify and Apple. Also, please remember to check out the Dewey Does Foundation that is fighting childhood obesity, which helps support youth sports, fitness, and health at DeweyDoes.com. Plus, check out the Evenflow Coffee Company, created to combine the interests of coffee lovers, fashion, and music. For more information or to make a purchase, visit EvenflowCoffee.com. As I always say, sports is what keeps this world from going insane. Either in a pandemic 
or no pandemic. Until next time, take care.